Football is back, and so is the Ringer NFL show. Coming at you five days a week with wall-to-wall coverage from recapping the Sunday games, giving a player perspective, deep dives, and previewing the coming slate. Check out the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome to another fall edition of a golf podcast unlike any other. My birdie buddies, this is Fairway Rollin! The golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House. As always, my par-saving pals, our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard is in the house, and today is a three ball. We are reconnecting with uh, some of our beloved pals from over the years, folks that we haven't talked to since the spring. Pat Mayo, the Pat Mayo experience is on today's episode. It's a three ball. The first tee is wide open. Let's stroll over. I'm going to give honors to Mayo. I mean, you know, the, the, the Canadian wonder. It's it's his tea, and off we go. All right, my friends, as promised, Nathan Hubbard sitting right here virtually next to me. And straight from what province are you from in Canada? I, I'm actually back in Nova Scotia these days. So. Fantastic. Yes. Magnificent. In fact, you, Pat Mayo, sent me pictures of you playing golf, or really just the golf course, at the... Uh, unbelievably um, beautiful, breathtaking Cabot Links. Is that right? Yeah, Cat Cabot Links, some Cabot Cliffs, and some awful, awful scoring. So that was a lot of fun. We didn't have to talk about the scoring, but how, how was that experience? I mean, it is for all of us on the really all all the United States. I was going to talk about those of us on the East Coast where you can kind of like fly up and then get in a car and drive for some number of hours. It's all on our bucket list. You can do it pretty easily. You fly into Halifax Airport with some good speed. You can get there in about you know two, two and a half hours or so. It's well worth the trip. Like people talk about making the pilgrimage to go play like Pebble and Spyglass just because of the views. And you know, well, Pebble may not be like the greatest course in the United States. It's just one on everyone's bucket list. This is sort of the Canadian East Coast version of that. And you get the two courses back to back. They're right on the ocean. The views are just incredible uh problem is there's like 40 mile per hour winds every single time you play so that's not all that fun sounds like bermuda yeah yeah but not japan so we're gonna kick this show off with accolades to hideki matsuyama pat mayo we were last convened 
uh, at the right, right on the the brink of the PGA Championship, and we were talking about Kiowa and what we anticipated there. Hideki Matsuyama now, you know, continues this streak of very high class winners on the PGA Tour since the so called restart, the commencement of the silly. Uh, PGA Tour season that started in September of 2021 and will run until uh, the end of August 2022. What do you, as you sort of sit here and, and go up to the 15,000 foot level, attribute this string of classy winners to? Is there, or is there anything, maybe it's just variance, maybe it's just professional golf. What, what, what do you attribute it to? I would just wager. I mean, I've been wagering against all of these people, except for Colin Morikawa, who I wouldn't say let me down against Rory because Rory really went out and took it. But after Morikawa's front nine at the CJ Cup, I was like, all right, here we go. Then the back nine was just like, oh, my God, like make a putt, man. This this could have really worked out in your favor here. But I mean, the CJ Cup was a loaded field. The Shriners had a very top heavy competitive field like Sungjae won that, but he was like 35 to one. He wasn't one of the favorites in that turn. He's one, one of the favorites. If you go to 156 players, but he wasn't inside the top 10 of odds. You know, Sam Burns, Max Homa, like these were some of the, like Sam Burns was the betting favorite at the Sanderson farms. We're just getting a lot of weak fields right now, but here's the trick this week in Bermuda is that there are no really good players. So what do you do? <laughs> well, that's why we're here, 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 buddy. <laughs> do you think, that these guys are playing because they have to or because they want to. I mean, last year we had, we were talking about Brian Gay and Stuart Sink. And yes, Sergio won, but it was sort of old guy central. And now we've got these young winners, some of whom were left off the Ryder Cup, like Sam Burns, uh, you know, Max Homa, who were sort of could be that next generation of cup team. Do you, do you read anything into that really? Or you just think it, it's straight up chance? I mean, these have been weaker fields, but these fall events have always been really weak fields, right? It's just that maybe these guys are playing them now because some of them woke up at the end of last year and realized, holy shit, I'm going to miss out on the FedEx Cup if I don't play more events and, g- and get more points in the fall, right? I think that has to be the biggest thing going on is that you win one of these events, basically, as long as you don't quit golf for the next eight months, you're going to be at East Lake or at least very close to it as long as you don't lay an egg just for the complete rest of the season. So these are easier points to end up getting. So yeah, I, I absolutely think that's why these guys are playing it. Uh, I'm confused about the field this week. What is it with Bermuda and the European guys coming over? Because we see this from time to time, whether it be at like Corrales or the Puerto Rico Open that, oh, wow, Thomas Dietrich's in the field. Thomas Peters is in the field. I don't quite understand. Is it just so these guys can come over, try to win and get their PGA Tour card? That's the only thing I can really think of. But now you have like Fitz and Bezadenhout in the field. Like they can play in any tournament they want. Well, th- this week, they're not able to fill out the field of 132. They've literally gone through the entire priority order and they can't fill it out. There are guys sitting in the airport in Charlotte right now whose test, uh, the COVID test, is going to expire before they can get on the next flight. So there are some guys who may not even be able to play in this tournament who actually want to, much less all the guys who are getting in and then immediately bailing. This one is just sort of pocked by, A, the, the sort of strict COVID requirements, Although, I mean, what's such a big deal if you don't want to get vaccinated about doing a 14-day quarantine in Bermuda? It seems like it could be worse, I guess. But but this one, this is going to be the weirdest tournament. And 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 to just sort of dial it out to the to the fall season situation, I, I can't imagine we're coming back to a tournament or in a, in a location that literally, to your point, nobody wants to go to. I mean, Cody Gribble is in this tournament. Sean McKeel got in. And then opted out. If Sean McKeel doesn't want to play your event, I think we have a problem. I mean, last week was weird in that we couldn't watch it. There was no data around it. I mean, we have no idea what shots gained looked like last week, right? They weren't even tracking it. So last week, it was like sort of a ghost invisible tournament. This week, the strength of field. I mean, Mayo, if you want to get in, you might be able to still do it. I, I know you're vaccinated. You could probably get down there and play this week. Yeah, I might have a tough time. I'll probably have to charter a plane from the airport here. I could probably get there by Thursday morning, though. Yeah, get, get me in the field. I'll I'll try to do some calculations of uh, strokes gain stats as I'm walking around the course because we're going to be in the dark on this one as well. In fact, I guess Mayakoba's next week. No strokes gain stats from that course. 
So Houston and one of the plantation courses at RSM is all we have left in terms of being able to actually track what's going on. Like shot tracker for this event, like, cause uh, man, if they couldn't put it, they put it on TV last week, but it was in the complete middle of the night in Japan. They wouldn't show the leaders at the CJ cup. And even if you paid for like PGA tour live to stream it, they still didn't show anything. And then they tried to stream it on Peacock. And then it took them like an hour to actually get that moved over. So I mean, what are they? What should do? they do for these events? I mean, it's crazy that this is a 500 point FedEx Cup event, and so was the CJ Cup, and so you know, with a much stronger field. Should they be scaling the FedEx Cup points available based on strength of field? No, no. Here's the, my answer: Who gives a shit, right? I mean, the, but the, that's the, the guy, problem with the, the whole guys fall. Do yeah, of course that's the problem with the whole fall. This the, the the most important aspect of these fall events is the opportunity for guys to change their position between and it's really the guys between 75 and 150, I think. Yeah. I think that's your sweet spot. And it's some corn fairy guys who are trying to catch a heater and get, you know, some kind of status, conditional status entering the new calendar year. But it's really like these fall events matter the most positioning wise. For that class of golfer, the guys that that are not looking at the 2022 calendar year and saying, here are the 12 events I'm going to play because I know that I'm going to collect three million bucks with a collection of, you know, um, fifth place to 25th place finishes. You know, it's a whole different class of, of competition. And. The, the tour itself hasn't figured out how they want to sell it to us, right? The thing that is for or the even three of us, it to us. Well, that's what I mean. The three of us, it's an inc- incredible gambling opportunity. Yes. I, I jumped on Hideki when I saw Hideki at 12 to 1, and, and the odds were, you know, for, for Morikawa and Xander were like five and a half or six. Yeah. It's like, we got Kanaya and yeah, we got Kanaya yeah. and Keegan in the top ten. I mean, if you pay attention, these are really, really fun events to bet on. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, Power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So this is exactly why we have Pat Mayo on today. Nate, you talked earlier about how weird um, this event is. Pat Mayo is our guy for weird events. And you know the 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 fun and creative kind of approach where we're we're all going in uh, dark on strokes gain. I mean, we saw some stats. We we're looking at like wind um, guys who who play well in the wind, but but you know that's it 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 helps a little, but it doesn't help a, a ton. We don't have course history so much at this venue. And there's no like form line to 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 grab because you know it's been only at this venue for only a couple of years. So Mayo, what are we supposed to do? Uh, pray. Okay. Um, <laughs> take, take some guys with a lot of zeros next to their odds because that's who's been winning these events. Man, Brian Gay won last year five hundred to one. Like that's outrageous. That's how old he is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he just added a zero onto his age, and boom, he got his odds. He's back to 100 to 1 this week. I don't even know if he got on the – there was the rumors that guys were getting kicked off the plane, two guys. No, he's plane, stuck in Charlotte. He is absolutely stuck in Charlotte. So, so he's not even there, and no. he's probably not going to be there. No. All right, so that's, Why? Why can't he be there? No, it's only he, Monday. He's, no, he's going to get there. He's not there now is the point. And, and his problem is his test is expiring. So, 
you got to have a test before you go in in a certain time frame. It's it's just, it's a mess. I mean, I, I don't think you can actually put money down on this event until Wednesday when the field is actually locked and you know guys are on the ground. Oh, disagree. I've already bet it. And yes. If they don't, yes. Show, if they don't show up, then I get my I get my bet refunded to me because they oh, didn't. Oh, you do. They didn't okay. Go. It's okay. okay. All right. Well, then you're fine. So then you're you're all in on Cody Gribble, I'm sure. Oh, the Gribbler? PGA <laughs> Tour winner? The Gribbler? Yeah, I'm in. No, no, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. But Although how he, do you approach an event like this? Seriously, when you don't have shots gained, you just don't have a lot of data to make decisions. Is it looking at just sort of momentum plays, guys who are coming in and who've looked decent? I mean, we knew Fitzpatrick, you know, he's he's a grinder, he's a mutter, right, in tough conditions. That's the reason he's got the best odds because he also won on the European Tour again. So it's sort of obvious why he's up there. But when you got Patrick Reed, who's been playing like absolute shit at the top of the odds board. How, how do you approach looking for value at an event like this? I might just blind. I haven't bet Patrick Reed, but I feel like you almost have to blindly bet him at 20 to one in this field. I like totally agree with this. Like that's outrageous. He might come in last because his game is gone. I don't know. But, but what if he doesn't? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe, what, what, am I really sweating Hayden Buckley against him? Seamus Power? Come well, on. Hayden Buckley like, got engaged last weekend, so that's either a big booster or do we got to just fade the shit out of him. Well, I like that you have the inside info on that. I have the inside info on Taylor Pendrith because I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and I saw someone I know was at his wedding. I was like, huh, Taylor Pendrith got married last weekend. So the issue with these sorts of events I've found is we saw this last year when Pat Perez made the cut and he was like, screw it. I still don't want to play the weekend. I just want to go party. That you need to find the guys that actually want to win this tournament, not just go for a good time. Yeah. Well, I Reed is a good bet, and, and it's basically what you're describing, Pat, which is just bet him he's 20 to one. You're at, at a with a field of this caliber of player, those kinds of odds are there, there's a ton of value there. It feels like um Bezid Hoyt. How did you the say Beezer. it again? The Beezer. You say it, Mayo. Oh, Bezaden House? You have to get the South African accent going if you want to do it. Just call him Cbez. He's good to go. Like on paper, he is by far the best fit for this course, I think. Like it's it's all wedges and putting, and that's what he does. And, and the the caliber of player that he is has been sort of well established. I was looking at him last in the in the spring of this year as like you know as a as a round out the card kind of play and things like the PGA Championship and other because he's not a very well known name. You can get some decent pricing on him DFS wise. And, and gambling wise, and the caliber of player he's going to win on the PGA Tour in the next twelve months. I know he's his intention is to play on tour the vast majority of this upcoming season. I don't know what his status is, but he caliber of player wise, like his his stroke gains stuff, uh, top five in the world strokes gained putting and strokes gained approach over the last three months. He's in the top five of both of those categories. So. You know, it, it's just he hasn't been playing very much. He came in top five at the BMW PGA Championship, finishing the top five of the Corn Ferry uh, Championship the as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he made it through the playoffs, so he's yeah. playing yeah, out he, of that so category. He, so he earned his card then. He did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it 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 is his intention. He's I believe he stated that he intends to play on tour this year. And if that's true, then he's going to win on tour this year. It is my humble opinion. This is like if you're going to look at comp courses for this, like. Wiley, so Sony Open, Heritage, Wyndham, like all of those courses. Travelers too. Just when you look at who's played well here, and obviously it's kind of a factor of the field. Like Brian Gay has ever finished worse than third at this tournament. David Hearn has two top tens in two years. Ryan Armour has two top tens in two years. Lebiota has a third and a sixteenth. Like Travelers kind of sticks out to me as well. It's another one of those like super short courses where if you're like accurate off the tee, that's good enough. Because as long as you find the fairway, you can hit a wedge into everything. Like Russell Knox is another one. He's one of those weather guys that we talk about that, but he just has been so bad for so long. But I mean, so would Brian Gay coming in. So this is probably one of the more difficult ones to cap. So I, I actually ran a model on Fantasy National. I completely blew up what I had been thinking. And all I did was put in proximity from 75 yards to 150 yards, fairways gained and putting and see what it spit me out. So and? I'm... Uh, Brian Stewart. So I bet him at 80. Uh, you got to love Stewart. He's been actually playing great. He, he didn't play. So he, he, he played great towards the end of the season. This fall hasn't been as good. I can't believe the barn rat is sitting there at like 65 to one. And he was second at BMW in England. 
Yeah, but how much does this tournament pay if you win it? Like, can he buy a new Lamborghini if he wins this? Because if not, he's not going to care. You can vape there, though. You could probably smoke on the course. Let's be real. <laughs> I have played this golf course, and I won't tell you what I... I played solo. I got to play. <laughs> so there was, you know, I, I was left to my own devices. Let's just put it that way. There are some there are some up-and-coming Corn Ferry Tour guys, though, where if they're going to make a statement, this is the one. And that's... Stefan Jaeger, for sure, who has just been up and down. He's never really been able to play great on the big tour, but he was the best player on the on the Corn Ferry Tour uh, last fall. Hayden Buckley, we, we sort of already spoke about. He came out fairly hot, and uh, I'm a little concerned about the engagement thing, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Aaron Rye, too. He's he's feels really due. He's played well on the European Tour. Feels due for something here. It's just hard to take anybody much, much deeper in the field because these are guys who literally have been sitting around doing nothing for the last six months. They've had a hard time just even getting into an event. I mean, David Hearn at like 100 to 1, you're, hit, you're hitting on that, Pat? No, I'm not going to do it. I, I can't back my Canadian David Hearn, although he has played well at this course. Like I said, it's going to be like wedges. It's going to be putting. Uh, I actually backed uh, TPJ, my guy, uh, going for a second huge cash with him in my lifetime. So Ted Potter Jr., 350 to 1, like, why not? He's going to hit fairways. No one gets hotter when he gets going. And if it's just going to be literally like pitching wedges into every green, green, he can do that. And it's not like like Duffner would fit perfectly at this course, but he legit can't putt. So that's a real problem. At least Potter, when he putts, he putts really well. He's one of those guys on the other end of the spectrum. It's like crappy putting, crappy putting, crappy putting. Oh my God, he lapped the field and putting. J.B. Holmes does that too, weirdly enough, where he's the worst guy in the field for six straight months. And then he's the best guy like doubling up the next one. And if we play like the wind angle, I went and looked at results at different courses. Camille Vizagas seems like he should do really well here, like 150 and in in the wind. And he's another one who gets really hot on Bermuda green. So that's like an 80 to one, a hundred to one and a 350 to one. And that just leaves me money for Reed at the top. Like why wouldn't, uh, what, what do you make a read right now? Cause I can't wrap my mind around it. He had a, a, a very serious case of, of COVID. You know, we, we saw this with athletes in other sports, right? Like, has Cam Newton recovered yet from his bout with COVID from last year? He had brain fog. It, it, it changed the arc of his competitive career last season. And for as serious a case as it seemed like what Patrick went through, like it's, it's a half miracle that he's out on the golf course competing at all, it feels like. Well, Pat Patrick, I, I think the point is, when we went we kicked ourselves in the teeth for not taking Justin Thomas when he was 20 to 1 at the players we knew that was probably the last time we were going to get odds like that we're staring at them for Patrick Reed you just have to put money down that's it you got you got to take it if if you're if you're looking at that the, the rest of these though i mean for crying out loud can i i was all ready to jump on him but he's not making the trip now and these it's guys too are too far they're Japan to Bermuda it's a pain in the butt they're just dropping like flies. It, Patrick Rogers is maybe a guy here, but is he, is he getting, I mean, to, you know, to Pat's point, is he uh, the wedger that, that you, you want to bet on? Probably not me. So uh, it, you gotta, you gotta go a little bit deeper down and, and decide if you're going for some of the chalk guys, or if you're going to take some of the corn fairy momentum for me, th those are, those are your sort of basic choices this week. How have we gone this far into this, discussion without talking about Mayo's fellow countryman, Adam Hadwin, who's showing up on a, on a bunch of these lists. Why is he not at the top of your list, Mayo? When was the last time that Hadwin was really great? Like Shriners, yeah, he, he played really well. That was the first time that he almost put everything together in ages. But he showed up at the 3M. I guess it all depends on his putting, to tell you the truth. And I guess class-wise... He, he just spikes every now and then. Like, looking back at his finishes over the past 12 months, he's either inside the top 10 or he misses the cut, which I guess isn't a bad way to attack a betting board. But, you know, he's getting a bit of credit. Like, he's 35 to 1 right now. Like, Guido's 40 to 1. Guido's a better player than that. Danny Willett just won a big event, and he's 40 to 1. I'm like, betting why, Willett. I'm on like, Willett. Like, why me. are these guys behind Adam Hadwin in the, in yeah, the odds? Yeah. Because... They're European, like, I guess so. And maybe people don't pay attention to what these guys are actually doing on a worldwide stage. But Hadwin can't really hold anything to Guido or Danny Willett over the past, geez, three years or so. And then you have someone like Captain Ramius, Chad Ramey. He's 28 to 1. Now, he actually rates out really well, but... 
that's a tough scene. Matthias Schwab, I've put enough money on Matthias Schwab over the years to know that if I need a three-foot putt to be made, he's not making it. So that's that's a tough scene for him. <laughs> um, speaking of making putts, what about our our my, my hometown guy, Denny McCarthy? Two good performances on this track. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those courses where it's super short, so his big disadvantages don't come into play, but just trying to ride... His only skill is really that he's a really good putter. Now, he is consistently a really good putter, but what happens when that goes like blank? Uh, he's really bad. Like I looking at that number, like maybe just keep riding like T Gala. My guy, Derek Higo is 50 to one. Who was a disaster in Japan last week. Yeah. I bet on him last week. Mark. Oh, geez. Mark Hubbard, 60 to one. That's not bad. Lucas Ebert or Lucas Herbert, as he prefers to be called, 60 to 1. Like There are some decent players once you go down this list. Like I don't understand really what separates uh, someone like Lucas Herbert, who cashed me at the Irish Open last year. Like, why? Let me tell you why. Why? Let me tell you why. Because he he went to the Corn Ferry Tour event in Columbus, Ohio, except he booked his ticket to Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> and didn't realize it until he got to Georgia. So there's no way he's actually in Bermuda. All right, that, that's a, that's tougher, but that shouldn't be affecting the odds right now. Because like I said, if you don't tee up, you don't get to go. But like Herbert is a, I mean, he's an excellent player on the European Tour. You mentioned Aaron Rye, like he's been good for years now on the European Tour. He has European Tour wins. David Lipsky uh, is another one who does you know his primary work over on the European Tours. It migrated over a little bit more. Harry Hall, we saw him in Vegas. Uh, he's like discount Bryson, at least in his look. Like there, there are guys in this field that I don't understand why they're, I guess you got to price someone. At 60 to one or 80 to one, but are they really that much better than like Russell Knox, who legit had doesn't have a top five finish in four years at 45 to one? Like, I just it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. And maybe it's because these guys, a lot of these guys are coming up from the Corn Ferry Tour or the Europeans are being discounted because of the name recognition. But honest to God, who the hell knows who Chad Ramey is? Like, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup of one. So I don't know if, like, the better is going on the sports book and being like, Chad Ramey, 28 to 1. Now fire that up right now. Like, Dietrich is a world-class player. He's 50 to 1. <laughs> hmm. Well, Ramey was third on Corn Ferry Tour regular season. I want to talk about the guy who was number two. I mean, I, I I was inclined to go with Nick Watney because he's got the most FedEx Cup points of anybody in the field. But House, you tell us the the one thing about this course is it's actually hard to hit the fairways. It, I think I think it, only about fifty one percent of fairways were hit on this course, which is way below the average. And you look at a guy like Nick, Nick Watney; he's two hundred twenty eighth in driving accuracy, so he's out. So I come back to the guy who was one above. Ramey on Corn Ferry Tour, and that's Mito Pereira. There have been a lot of buzz about him. How We've do you been feel waiting about for Mito. Yeah. Been, How do you we... feel about him, Pat? I mean, I've been betting him and losing, so that's yeah. always a lot. Of fun. He really <laughs> seems to lose money. There's a lot of buzz, but he's not really delivering when we think he should. The w- one observation I'll make before um, Pat tells us about Mito this golf course doesn't matter if you're in the fairway or not. At all? The, no, no. Because guess what? I was not. And I, you know, I knocked around <laughs> to my. Uh, my stroke average of four and a half, you know, like in between bogey and par. That's what I do. It's tough sometimes when you go back and think about the winners. Like the Todd father ended up winning here, and we know what his game is. It's fairways, it's putting, it's wedges. And essentially at this point of his career, Brian Gay is the discount version of Brendan Todd. But he got really hot with the putter, and then it didn't really make a difference anymore. So you look at the two winners who've won at this course, so you have this idea that this is the profile of the player that's going to do really well. But if you go back and look at the leaderboard last year, like Wyndham Clark was in a playoff with Brian Gay. Ollie Schneider jams. God bless Ollie. He's back. Maybe he's wearing a hat this time. I don't know. Definitely don't not. Know if he's in, uh, but they came two and three, and like those guys bomb it off the tee. So... Just because you look at the winners to get a profile of who you think can do really well here doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. Like these guys, yeah, I mean, Wyndham Clark hit some fairways last year, but he probably just dominated the par fives. Who could know? Because the stats are a complete mystery to everyone. But like Lahiri finished 11th. And then you have your David Hearns and your Ryan Armors and Kramer Hickcock, who's actually played really well at this tournament. He's another one who played really well at the Travelers. What are his odds this week now that I think Oh, about I it? love this. Yeah, I like the Hickcock angle. Where, where Let's see it. 100 to 1, all fairways, all putting all the time. That's the Kramer Hickok method. So, 100 to 1 on him. So, yeah. I'm in on Hickok. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. 
behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Mayo, I want to... Uh, take a step back. So we have uh, three events left the for this fall season. After Bermuda, we're off to Mexico, and then we are, we're we're to Houston, and then we finish up the season um, at Sea Island. And you know, it's it's we're kind of at the point here, the season where some superlatives are appropriate. When you look back at the calendar year, twenty twenty one. What are like the the standout moments uh, for the for the Pat Mayo experience? What did you make money on? You know, we, Player of the Year. That's boring. We we like you know we're going to argue about John Rom again. We no. don't need to argue about John Rom. John yeah. Rom was the Player of the Year. He was, He's the, the, he was the best player. That's right. It's dumb. <laughs> I mean, it was great to have two wins out of Rory. That was fun. It's great to have Hideki with two wins. Like you know, uh, uh, Harris English with a couple of wins. You know, some classy golfers. Um, out there distinguishing themselves. The story of the year is Bryson and and his the continued um you know brilliance. Of, Instagram story. Of, well, yes, that and and just you know driving um eyeballs in 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 ways that we haven't seen before. But what give give us some standouts from the Pat Mayo experience? Uh, Jason Kokrak wins me money, as I found out. Uh, I never thought that would be anything I would ever say, but God bless Jason Kokrak. He, I can't remember if he was one back or he was tied for the leader, one up on Spieth at Colonial, and they were hanging Spieth at like minus 250, which was essentially a head-to-head against Jason Kokrak. And it was like, this is nuts. Kokrak's actually playing really well. And obviously he went out and won, and Spieth kind of choked it away. I was very surprising. And that was the day the Kokrak couldn't get out of his bunker to save his life. So that wasn't great. Morikawa's win uh, at the Open Championship cost me a lot of money because that was the only time I bet on Spieth all year. But Morikawa, it was the first win he's ever had that I haven't bet on him on where he won. So he won it. Um, the concession, which I thought was a really cool course. That was a really fun one to watch on TV. And it was kind of the epitome of what Morikawa does well, that when he can make his 10-foot putts on a semi-regular basis, and he isn't gagging it away on the three-foot ones, that he's just unstoppable based on his based on his iron play. But the, the moment of the year was Phil, though, getting mobbed by the fans at Kiowa Island, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, un- un- undoubtedly that. Nate, what do you have up there in your top five? Man, uh, for me, uh, I, I really thought, uh, the emergence of John Rahm was a big story for me this year. I, I just, we had been waiting to see him step into the broadness of his shoulders. And he's certainly not uh, yet the full leader, but he's one of those guys who he had a lot of opportunities to step on his tongue this year and to to do the wrong thing or to do something that was going to upset people. He just handled uh, the memorial situation with such class. He handled his U.S. Open win with such class. Uh, I just loved how hard he pushed through the FedEx Cup playoffs, even though he didn't win. He just he was the guy who showed up, other than Cantley through through that entire process. He just seems to give a shit and care every time he's out. And you know, nowhere was that more apparent than than at the Ryder Cup, where you know he carried the rest of the team uh, as best he could. It wasn't very far, but you still came away from the Ryder Cup going. If I learned one of three things 
it is that John Rahm is the best player in the world. So Rahm was the big one that stood out for me. And I don't think you can overlook Hideki. I just, the, the win, the win at the masters was finally that breakthrough for a guy who we never quite were sure if he had the stones to be able to win like that. Cause he, you know, he's a very quiet competitor as we've always said. Uh, and I do think that that win last week after the footfall in the Olympics, where y- you thought he might we go, go out and get the bronze and just couldn't quite make it in that nine man playoff or whatever we had. Uh, it was great to see him win, uh, in front of the home fans. That's something he's been dreaming about for a long time. Uh, I, I am now officially worried about the president's cup. Uh, oh, we, come on. <laughs> we got, we got to, we got to look, look a year, a year ago, I said it about the Ryder cup and, uh, couldn't have been more wrong. So now I'm just going to reverse jinx by saying I'm worried about the president's cup. Have the internationals ever won the President's Cup? Has that ever happened? I don't think so. I think they're over. They may have won once. Wait, Did they I want. I actually. I maybe this is when we can meet up for once. We had 2024 Royal Montreal President's Cup. That's oh, going to be a that would be fantastic. Who doesn't uh, want to go to Montreal? Like uh, Montreal, one of my all-time favorite cities on planet Earth. Absolutely, positively. And I've only been there with loved ones. I haven't been there solo. Look oh my out. God! Hans. Look out, Daddy! It, it, it is out. going to be a great time, man. The, the, great they time. won at Royal Melbourne in '98. That's the only '98. Time. There we go. Yeah, we played to a tie in South Africa in 2003. Other than that, it's been a it's been bloodbath. I, I can I, I can make a decent case for the international team. It's just, you know, we still have, what, a year out to see how a lot of this stuff goes. But the, there is a pairing that I do like that they can run out there. The, the answer Connors team, because they're essentially the same players, except Abraham answer putts sometimes. So put those two together, put Neiman and Mito together. Like, it's fun, but essentially you have a team of Sam Burns's when Unfortunately, on the American team, you have a team of Dustin Johnson. So that's not really going to work. So that, that's a great segue into the sort of last thing I wanted to get a little feel for you from, uh, Mr. Mayo, which is we've been on this string of major winners, crazy class, right? So go go back. We had seven majors in, in 12 months, essentially, with Colin Morikawa kind of announcing himself on the world golfing stage. Then we have Bryson, then we have DJ, then we have Hideki, then we have Phil, then we have John Rahm, and then we have Colin Morikawa, again, putting a beautiful bow on, on that seven major run. And with the, the the way that we see super classy guys, the first part of this season kind of sizing up, and, and you hear some guys also talking about how much they're looking forward to the rest that they're going to get, like just taking a break for the first time in, in 18 months. And, you know, we're looking forward to the majors in 2022. There's one guy I've already bet for the masters, but give us a little feel for what you're anticipating. Are we, is this run of class going to continue to be sustained? Or do you think that because of, of, you know, the parody in, in professional golf that maybe we'll see some first time winners, um, come through next year. I always think where's the, the PGA championship is where next year is it? They moved it to Southern, uh, Hills. Southern Hills, yep. Southern Hills. All right. I can see a first time winner coming out of there. I keep getting it confused because the Ryder cups are quail hollow. Uh, just in my mind. Cause I was looking at, I was looking at uh, the Wells Fargo. I was like, Oh yeah, it's not a quail hollow this year. Where is it? When I was writing up my preview, I've already started writing my previews for next year. And now everything is jumbled in my mind. I would have to think so. Just the, when we think about like class players, like Hideki wouldn't really be in that he is now. Cause he won the Masters and he just won the Zozo. But going into the Masters, I mean, the guy was like 55 to one. He wasn't considered to be one of the top 10 players in the world. So we put a lot of retroactive class on the guys that end up winning. Like Morikawa, yes, when he won the Open Championship, like when you look at it and be like, oh yeah, he's like the number six. He's now the number two player in the world. But I think at the time he was the number six or number seven. But in terms of the betting odds, he was like number 18 that week. People didn't have any faith that Colin Morikawa was going to win. So I, I really think we can tell ourselves a narrative after the fact. I, I would guess at the Masters, it's one of the guys you would expect to win the Masters uh, who tend to play well there time in, time out. Like, is it going to be Paul Casey? Probably not, but he is someone who tends to play well at the Masters year over year. And it's probably not going to be one of the young, young, young guys who hasn't made any sort of impact at Augusta yet. So I, I always think that Augusta is probably the most, it's not the most wide open because you probably have like 
15 to 20 guys who can really go out and win based on how well that they know the course. Every now and then, you're going to get your outlier when Spieth wins in a second go or Willett ends up winning. But everyone else, you can kind of point to something in their career or, or their leading form that would lead to that moment at Augusta. So, And the U.S. Open can always just be so difficult. When you get the wind at the Open Championship, if you get caught in the wrong wave, you could absolutely just be demolished and then you have no chance of winning. Pat, do you so, ever place bets on the, ma- on the majors this early? Or, or do you need more info before you really jump in? It all depends on what the odd actually is. Like, I mean, the only reason that I think that I have a career in golf right now is calling Danny Willett to win the Masters at 150 to one. We got that 150 to one in January because he was winning tournaments on the European tour. He was like the 13th ranked player in the world. And for whatever reason, he was still 150 to one. The books just never updated him. I was like, all right, let's all bet Danny Willett right now. And by the time it came around, he was 50 to one, but we had gotten that huge number. We never thought that he was going to win. We just capitalized on what we thought was a bad line. So that's really all I'm doing in terms of major betting right now is, is that are there bad lines out there right now that we can hit that is someone hundred to one that I think is going to be 40 to one by the time the tournament comes around, whether I think they're going to win or not. Can I get some line value on that going into the tournament? Then it just doesn't cost me as much to bet on it when it comes around. So that's really what I'm looking for. If I'm going to speculate for the future, it's not like, Oh man, Sam Burns, you know, he really showed me something at Shriners and Sanderson farms. Let me make my master's bet before it goes down. Like you know, Sam Burns will, Sam Burns will go back to hundred to one. It'll be okay. So yeah, I'm just, I'm really just there. trying to get you to, to take a shit on House's Rory Masters bet. He 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 knew where this was going. Where, the what, Nate what, Dog knows. What odds, what odds did you get? 14. I had him at 14. And this is before he won um at CJ. CJ he won at a couple weeks <laughs> yeah, ago, right? I mean, that's yeah. not those, those aren't terrible odds. Like realistically, yeah. Rory yeah. will probably be 12, 14, or 16 by the time the Masters comes around. But you yeah. didn't, you probably didn't need to lock up your money this early. No, I just the heart wants what the heart wants. The heart yeah, wants. He's what the, the worst rom com in the world. Like he just constantly <laughs> goes back to the girl who just despises him and lets him down. And it's he just you know gets why his heart I did broken. It. I said so many bad things about him at the Ryder Cup that I just had felt like I needed to to get myself right with the golf gods again. Stockholm syndrome. It's funny looking at these futures right now. Like the the books are savvy to people speculating on some of these longer odds because all the odds are terrible right now on everybody that by the most of these guys, by the time the week of the masters comes along, they're going to be like double or triple these odds. Like Jason day is currently 50 to one to win the masters. Like give me oh, a break, Lord. Uh, but he should be like 300 to one to win the masters right now. I hope he comes back. I mean, he's a linchpin to the president's cup team this year, isn't he? So <laughs> he, he needs to be making a comeback if uh, the, the internationals have any chance, but I want to leave you with two things. What shots stick out the most to you this year? Because I have three just off the top of my head in my mind that kind of define what 2021 the season was in golf. I'm curious to know what your guys are. Bryson's drive on one uh, on the on the Ryder Cup. Bryson's oh, driving, great driving the green. That counts. Well, hold on. Bryson's drive at one during the Ryder Cup. You think that was better than Bryson's drive on six at Bay Hill? Are you kidding me? Uh, you is, Americans. Everything's is, about America. <laughs> he did it. It was unprecedented. Nobody had ever driven the green and then made the putt. It was in a singles match against Sergio, like the all time greatest Ryder Cupper in the history of, of that competition. I understand why Renee's coming from. For me, it is Phil on number six at Kiowa on Sunday. The Sand Trap. Yes, the sand trap. I have JT 72nd hole at the players. Yeah. I can't believe that didn't go in the water. It just blows my mind. And it's funny because I, I, mean, I think the Bryson one is the most memorable shot of the year from Bayo. Like yeah. that. Got Where he put his arms up with Lee Westwood and yeah. Yeah. And he, and he won the event. That was great. I, it, it wasn't like, you know, he teed off on one at a glorified exhibition event with the U.S. up by 35 <laughs> points and great. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there was probably more pressure on the the T ball at, at Bay Hill and and his exultation. He really did cement that will be an iconic image, an iconic moment in Bryson's career and, and us as golf fans, um, you know, f- forever. With that the, those those arms raised over his head after he did it and the crowd going crazy. You don't get that in in golf very often. So I'm glad that we have that uh, on our list for sure. Did you, uh, are you going to bet Tiger Woods 40 to one to win the masters right now? Oh my God. <laughs> that's so, that's so God, insulting. So that? I probably just want to see him in the best of health, enjoying himself, walking around down in the Bahamas, uh, at the hero in, 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 in what is it? Two months, Nate? Yes. 
Yeah, just taking in some rays, walking around in his in his hot Nikes without a limp. Uh, yeah, no minimum limp, uh, and and you know all will be right in in the golf world. Oh, you know what was a great story for the year that we just did? We completely flew by. I'm so glad Tony Finau won. Yes, yeah, heartwarming. So that would that's a guy who I thought you know that he could show up on the list if you're looking at odds for majors in 2022. You know, worth worth a, a, a dabble if you can catch him at at north at thirty five to one or, or 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 you know north of that. It's probably not in the cards because he, he won. But if if he's anywhere near those mid thirty numbers, I'm playing him. Yeah, he's thirty at the Masters. I saw Daniel Rapoport was doing a story about like the best golfers like in history per region, so like by continent, so North America, Europe, Africa. But for Oceania, it was between like Greg Norman and VJ Singh, and everyone was kind of like, "Well, VJ has the majors, he has the wins." Norman was kind of a gagger, and then you go look at his like career results; he has all these top fives at majors. And it got me thinking: is if Louis had just converted half of the majors he's come in second in, would we consider him to be like a top 10 golfer of all time? Ooh, all time is tough. He'd have like six majors. That would put him in the conversation. That's for sure. I mean, that makes him even with Phil, essentially. Yeah. Do we have Phil in what, the 10 to 15 range all time? Maybe it just, just inside of 10? I don't know. No, he, so let's say top 20 golfer then. I mean, he has what? So he would have, they'll give him four majors. I think he has six runners up or seven runners up. So you give him three or four more. That gets him to four or five. Like that's, I mean, it's, well, you know, it's, it's Brooks Kepka territory is where it is. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I still can't get over Louis. Speaking of golf shots, just the absolute blistered drive into the water in the playoff in New Orleans where he let down Schwartzel and and gave it to Leishman and and Smith. It was just a it was just a classic Louis moment. It was like well, he's going to finally win. Nope, he's not. He's going to push it in the water. We cannot end on that sour note. We're going on a sweet note. The last time Mayo was on, we tried. We took a vote amongst ourselves for the drink of the PGA Championship. We looked at the drinks menu down there at Kiowa. I did a little investigational research before today's episode here. Apparently the national drink of Bermuda, do either one of you guys care to, to hazard a guess? Pina colada. Not quite. No, the coconut thing is not that prominent in Bermuda because Bermuda's closer to South Carolina uh, latitude-wise. It's not close enough to the equator for the big coconut vibe. Nate oh, fun Doug. fact. Oh, Nate, this, this is the only Is it like a the- dark and stormy? It's in that vein. It's closer yeah. to to it's a it's a it's a rum drink. It is it is a drink called the rum swizzle, and apparently the swizzle stick is like a genuine like there's a tree a, a swizzle tree and you cut the swizzle stick yeah you know off a branch of the swizzle tree and there's rum involved and there's uh, pineapple or orange juices involved and then there's uh, um, a liqueur that was in the in the 1930s uh this liqueur was kind of you know common in bermuda it begins with a p i can't re- repeat it but all across bermuda every one of uh, a handful of ven- ven- venues claim that they are they have the authoritative uh rum, rum swizzle, swizzle. The, there is a place called the swizzle stick that probably has the legit claim to it since it's it's in the name of the bar and it's the name of the drink but why don't we all just commit to over the course of this week let's go ahead and 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 see if we can't build out a rum swizzle for ourselves even though it's it's thanksgiving we're approaching thanksgiving here in the united states and canada already had its thanksgiving let's give thanks for the rum swizzle at least we can watch this tournament can we though <laughs> like when you say we can watch it, are you like flying down with your brother and you got like your iPhone and you're filming it? Because I'll tune into that. I will. No, the, yep. even the players can't get there. Like some of the players can't get there. There's no spectators can get there. Take a boat or something like that. Rent a boat. We'll we figure, figure it out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. This is the only tournament all year that's in my time zone, which is nice. Atlantic daylight time. There we go. And this is why we had you on. We did. We knew we, it was the, the, the instinct. Pat Mayo, the Pat Mayo experience. Pat, tell everybody about the 17 different things that you're doing right now. Football, hockey, baseball, all across, not baseball, but definitely uh, every other professional sport. Yeah, so on the Pat Mayo experience, obviously I cover the PGA Tour and the NFL. It's hardcore into NFL betting season right now, House. Are you doing as poorly as I am? Um, I did not do well this past week. I had been on a, a decent string. 
fortunately, the bet the house best bet is now five and two. We were five and one, and then I bet on the goddamn Philadelphia Eagles, and boy, oh, do they man. stink! What a ah. disaster! Here's the thing: I, I actually, so I'm not doing well with my like secondary or tertiary picks. The best bet now goes to six and one. Thanks to someone talking me into not betting Dolphins money line, but betting Dolphins plus two and a half. It never works out that well for me. I couldn't believe it. It was fantastic. We're breaking everything down on the Pat Mayo experience, whether it be daily fantasy, betting, standard fantasy, just general football talk plus PGA. But if you go over to the Mayo Media Network, you can find it on YouTube, search it on Apple Podcasts, search it on Spotify for the video or audio, whatever you care to listen to. Uh, you know, daily NHL, daily European, go- or not daily European golf. When there's a European golf tournament, we'll have that. We have an NFT show. Someone had to explain to me what NFTs are, and they did. And I was like, green light, let's go. Let's fire this up. People are talking about NFTs. Here's some Ethereum. Try to buy some for me. I, I, I had to get someone to set stuff. Am I an old person now that I don't understand how to like buy digital wallets? House? Do you have a digital yes. wallet? Yes. Welcome, welcome to our world. Uh, I, I, I can't disclose what's in my portfolio because the Internal Revenue Service listens to this <laughs> podcast. But uh, the one thing I will say about the Pat Mayo experience, you need to subscribe to his newsletter. How do people subscribe to your newsletter? That That's seriously no joke. One of the must reads for me because you, you're pumping them out two or three during the week and it really sets the stage properly for both the golf and the football. Yeah, so just go to Substack uh, under Mayo Media, any one of my podcasts or videos, you can find that in there right now. Uh, it's free to join. Uh, I send it out two, three times a week during NFL season, two, three times a week during golf season. And like, if you just want to keep up, I update the injury report on there. So you get the newsletter, but you can also just go back and check it out when inactives come out on Sunday, all the rankings, the bets, the injuries, everything gets updated. And, you know, you'd think that it would be me doing all the research, but it's not. I hire someone to do the real research for me because I'm an idiot. They're not. And I just believe what they tell me. <laughs> that That's that that is uh, what works best for us here at Fairway Rolling as well. <laughs> Pat Mayo, the Pat Mayo experience. Thank you for coming on. We're all very excited for Atlantic Daylight Time golf tournaments with the Butterbean Classic in, in Bermuda getting us ready for Thanksgiving. I guess let's all drink some rum, rum swizzles. Nate Dog, uh, I think we're taking a break next week and then we're back for the Houston Open. We will have uh, you know this Bermuda rum swizzle in our rear view mirror, but I'm sure that we will um, enjoy the, 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 the hangover uh, no matter what comes. There we go, my birdie buddies, my par-saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts. Until next time, Let's head them straight out there. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.